0: Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at StevensCreekChurch.com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to mystory@StevensCreekChurch.com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Wow, wasn't that incredible? Thank you. Amen. Let me say this. If you have an 11th grader or a 12th grader um, in high school right now or you know of one that's part of our youth ministry, I want you to uh, stop by their table and get a summer honors uh, card. Summer honors is a two-week program, June the 9th through the 21st. Um, and it will. they can earn six hours of college credit that they will be able to transfer anywhere. Our son, Stuart, transferred at University of South Carolina. Um, Sarah stayed there at Lee. And so I just want to encourage you to do that. Here's, here's what they won't tell you. Is that Stevens Creek, uh, we're going to get behind this, and we're going to scholarship any one of our students that wants to go to summer honors. Um, A full scholarship. And so that's 11th graders and 12th graders. We believe in Lee University, and we're going to do what we can to support you and continue the work the Lord has called you to do. Amen. Amen. Now, let me say that. I say, what do you do? Who do I talk to? Well, don't come talk to me. Uh, Talk to Dylan. Dylan, stand up. You may miss him. He's a little short there. Um, Dylan is our student pastor, and and he he went to summer honors when he was... uh, in 11th and 12th grade, and so talk to him. He'll get you connected. Now, Dylan is, stand, is sitting right beside his mom and dad, Arvel and Cheryl Ogle, and very quickly, let me tell you their story. So over 25, 28 years ago, uh, Arville and Cheryl served on staff here at Stevens Creek Church, and back in those days, you know, I look at several highlights, and we were talking about One of the highlights that we had back then is the day that this young church uh, had enough money that we could buy a choir robes. And we put those choir robes on, and we were so proud of those. Of course, we're a real church if you're a church with choir robes. Now, um, but a few months after that, Arville and I traveled to a conference, and it was at that conference we saw for the very first time how you could uh, reach lost people and how you could create a contemporary church. And our lives were changed. This is back long before there was a contemporary church on every, every corner. And so uh, he helped uh, uh, me change this church and redirect us. And he truly laid the foundation for Todd to come in and really create the Stevens Creek that we all know and love. And so we as a congregation, we thank you, Cheryl, and thank you, Arville, for what you did to lay a foundation for our church uh, 25-plus years ago. You're a blessing. Well, you know, I like to start with something funny. Did you hear about the guy that was walking down the Grand Strand there in Myrtle Beach and he came up and he found this bottle and he picked up the bottle and he looked at it and and he opened it up and there's a genie that came out. Now, this is not a true story. Okay, some of you may think it is. A genie came out and said, hey, you've released me from captivity for the last thousand years. I'll give you one request. I'll grant you one request. And he said, well, you know what? I've always wanted to go to Bermuda, but I'm scared to fly. Will you build a bridge from Myrtle Beach to Bermuda? He said, wow. He said, can can you imagine how much concrete that's going to take and and the steel and, and the man hours to do that? That's a big request there. Do you have any other request? He said, well, he said, I've always wanted to understand women and how they think. Can you help me with that? He said, do you want two lanes or four lanes on that bridge? (laughs) Oh, I know that's old, but it's still good. You know, I think back, having uh, the Lee Singers here, I I think back to my years when I went to Lee University. And when I went to uh, college there, not a lot of people from my hometown went off to college, so it was, it was a pretty big deal. And when I arrived on campus, it was a whole new adventure. And what I learned at Lee, I, I look back and I, I made some really bad decisions while I was at Lee, but I also made some of the best decisions of my life while I was there. You know, sometimes decision making can be very easy. It seems like everything is right in front of you and you know exactly what you need to do and you just roll up your sleeves and you just make the call. But there are other times in your life when um, you need to make a decision, but things seem cloudy, that you just don't really know what you need to do and you feel like you're at a crossroads and, and you just don't know what to do. And maybe some of you are there now. And maybe that crossroads for you could be a number of things. Some of you are at a crossroads with your career. And you're trying to figure out, should I take this new job or should I stay uh, where I am right now? What should I do with my career? And you're, you're at this crossroads trying to figure out your next step. Others of you, those crossroads could be with a relationship. Maybe you're single. And you're thinking, well, do I really, uh, should I really m- marry this person uh, or not? Is it time for that or should I just stay single? You're at this crossroads. Some, um, you may be at a crossroads and you're just trying to figure out God's purpose for your life and you're trying to figure out your career choice and maybe you're trying to figure out what school you're supposed to go to um, or maybe if you're, uh, to, if you're finished in one degree to go to another and, and you're faced with this crossroads and you're saying, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? You know, we're all faced with decisions and our decisions really do matter. You see, we make our decisions and then our decisions turn around and make us. You are a sum of your decisions. We make our decisions and then our decisions turn around and our decisions make us. So we determine where we're going to go. And chances are that, that some of you today are are staring at some life-altering decisions that in the coming days and weeks, that you've got to make some difficult decisions, and those decisions are really going to affect your life. Well, how do you do it? How do you make a decision? I mean, some of you uh, are probably like me, that you feel your way through this. I I have this intuition, and I like to go in a situation, and I, I like to feel it. But you know, that's dangerous because sometimes your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings are going to lie and and you kind of walk through that and say, well, this is what I feel. Well, What I feel is not the truth at all. And so you have to be careful. Other people... You know, you're the analytical type. You get out that piece of paper and, it, yeah, you put the pros and you put the cons. You draw a line and you spend the next hour or so writing out all the things, uh, the reasons you, you should do this and the reasons you should not do this. You know, others of you, if you're millennials, maybe you tune in to other people and hear other voices. Maybe you, you listen to Cleo Wade and, and you try to find her heart on this. Or maybe if you're a little older, you listen to Oprah and you try to find some wisdom that way. Maybe some of you pick up uh, your horoscope. Do you know 58% of Americans look to astrology to help them make decisions? I mean, really? Be real careful about that now. So where do you find guidance? I think the the way you find guidance and you find out... Uh, What the Lord wants you to do is to look in his word. In uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15, it says, Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but what? Understand what the Lord wants you to do. I want you to make the most of this opportunity. You have opportunities that are just in front of you. And the Bible is very clear. Make the most. Go after it. Don't just sit on the sidelines, but embrace this opportunity and make the most of it. But you need to understand what the Lord wants you to do. He said, Marty, that sounds great, but how does that work? How can I understand what the Lord wants me to do? Well, open the Bible. I think there's no better place... um, to find wisdom and insight than God's Word. For when you open the Bible, I believe He will speak to you and He will lead you. Because the book, the Bible is a book of God's will. And when you read its pages, you will discover direction for your life. And so today we want to look at a passage of scripture from the New Testament. It's the book of James. And in these few verses, Beginning reading with verse 5, you'll see some insight or wisdom of how we can make good decisions along the way. He said, if any of you lack wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given unto him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea. He's blown and tossed about by the wind. That man shouldn't think he'd receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all that he does. So when when you're standing at this crossroads and you need wisdom, the best place to get wisdom is from God himself. And he delights in giving it. So here's... Let's let's take out the inserts, fill in It said, how do I get wisdom? First of all, I want you to ask God for it. Ask God for it. Whenever we approach uh, this crossroads, we can be sure that God will offer us help along the way. I believe that he'll put road signs along the way to help direct our paths. Notice it says in verse 5, if you lack wisdom, just ask God, just call on him. I can't tell you how many times that I prayed this prayer, Oh, God, give me wisdom. I'm in a situation that maybe it's a volatile situation, and I am there to try to even it out, try to speak peace, and I don't know what to do. And I just say, Oh, God, give me, give me wisdom. I can't tell you how many times that prayer has just rolled off of my, my lips because that's what I need more than anything else. I need help from above. I need His insight. I need His guidance. I need His intellect. I need His strength. I need His spirit. I need His wisdom in my life. You see, wisdom comes from seeking God's perspective more than relying on my own. Wisdom comes from seeking God's perspective uh, more than relying on my own. I need His vantage point. I need His point of view. And there's nothing... No better place to find it than in God's word. We see this call to prayer, ask God and he'll give it to us. We see it repeated over and over in the scriptures. This is the message of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. It said, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and by petition, with thanksgiving, let these requests be made known unto God. Again, we see in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. He said, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God and there, there we're going to receive mercy and we're going to find the grace that we need to help us when we need it. The Bible is simply saying that as God's children, as followers of Jesus Christ, we can come boldly into his presence and we can find help. We can find, um, we can find mercy that we need. And you know what? God doesn't want to do anything more than to guide us. He wants to be involved in our lives. I said, There's three things from this passage. Here's the second one. How do I gain wisdom? I want you to trust God with it. I want you to trust God with this situation. You're at this crossroads, you're trying to figure out what's my next move. But you trust in the Lord. He said, But when He asks, He must believe and not doubt. Because those people who doubt, they're like the wave of the sea. That man shouldn't believe he'll receive anything from the Lord. He's double-minded, unstable. What's James saying here? James not talking about healthy doubt, but he's talking about that unhealthy doubt. He's talking. Uh, he's saying this: If you go to God in prayer, asking for wisdom, but the bottom line is, you have no intentions of paying attention to His Word. Or maybe you simply asked his blessing on a decision. You've already made this decision. And now you're just asking for him to bless it. Are you saying, oh God, I've got this major decision in my life. and I've got to make, so I want to cover all my bases. I want your input. I I want... um, The input of my friends over at the club. I want the the ladies at the office. You know, I've got my rabbit's feet here. Uh, I've got... uh, I'm going to flip a coin. And I'm just going to try to cover all my bases. James is saying, that's not how it works. You will get wisdom from God... When you call on Him and you surrender Him. I, I like to say this often We need to get under what God has put over us. God has put a, a, a system of authority over us. And we come into His presence and we surrender. We get under what He has put over us. Here's the point. If you are praying about it, then you can be confident... That God is working on it. If you are praying about it, then you can be confident that God is working on it. God loves to hear and answer your prayers. We see this in the life of Jesus. Jesus, on the day before he went to the cross, he gathered with a few of his disciples and went to the garden to, uh, to pray. And and Luke it says that he was there with uh, Peter James and John and then they said and Jesus went a stone's throw further. I often wonder I wonder how that wonder how far he could throw. You know what? Maybe 30 yards maybe maybe 40 yards. He he went a stone's throw further just so that he could find that quiet place. I believe we need to find that quiet place so that we can hear God's promptings and we can hear God speak to us. And it's interesting to see how Jesus prayed. In those moments, he prayed these words, God, not my will, but your will be done. God, not my will, but but let your will be done. We need to be that... uh, Uh, embrace that type of teaching there. God, not your will, but uh, not my will, but your will be done. I want to surrender to you. I want to learn how to trust you. And and at times when you put your trust in the Lord, he's going to give you your next step, but he's not going to give you any more than that. That's why it's called trust. We've got to trust him. Think about it this way. Did Noah know all about the flood before it happened? No, but he built an ark anyway. Did Abraham have a road map? No, but he left the Ur of the Chaldees and, and went on anyway. Did Moses understand what it meant to lead God's people uh, out of Pharaoh's slavery? No, but he led them anyway. Did Joshua uh, know that the walls were going to come crumbling down? No, he didn't know that. He just did what he was told. He marched around the walls of Jericho. Did Gideon fully grasp God's plan to defeat the Midianites? No, he doubted it from the very beginning, but God delivered the people anyway. There are hundreds of examples in the Scriptures. We see the three Hebrew children. Did they know they were going to be delivered when they moved into the fiery furnace? No, they didn't know that. Did Daniel know that he was going to uh, make it after spending the night in the lion's den? No, he didn't know that. The answer was no. Here's the point. The life of faith means living with uncertainty even when you're living in the center of God's will. That life of faith means that you're you're okay with living with uncertainty. You may not know. So what do you do? How do you gain wisdom? Here's number three. You're going to put it in God's hands. You're going to put it in God's hands and you're going to say, God, I need you to guide me on this. I can't tell you how many times I prayed, oh, God, I need your guidance. Then I pray this prayer. God, please open the doors that I'm to walk through. God, open the doors that I'm to walk through and then close those doors that I'm to stay away from. You say, I need that kind of clarity. God, just open the doors. Just show me the way and give me the strength to take that step. Because oftentimes, oftentimes we are so covered in fear and worry because we're trying to hold on to this ourselves. We're trying to manage it. We're trying to direct it. We're trying to control it. When God is saying, I need you to release this. And maybe that is a word for some of you. That you're holding on to this situation when God is saying very clearly it is time for you to release it. It is time for you to give it over to Him. It is time for you to learn what it means to trust Him and give it over to God. You say, How will I know? I think God will speak to you. What does that mean? that it may be a prompting on the inside of your heart. It may be a a sense of direction there. God always speaks loud enough for a willing ear to hear. I I believe that God can put you exactly where you need to be. I think He can arrange all the details of your life and He will arrange it even months or years to come. I think God can open doors that have been tightly closed. I believe that God can remove any obstacle that can stand in your way. He can take your choices and He can fit them into His plan. I believe that God even takes your mistakes. He even takes your mistakes and He will bring something good out of them. He will use your mistakes and your tragedies for good in His glory. All He needs is He needs a willing heart. He needs somebody to say, God, I'm listening, I'm leaning in, I need your help, I need your direction. God, give me that. I'm trusting you and I am putting this in your hands. Now, so let's just be real practical here. I want you to understand this. You may not be certain about your decisions, but you can always be certain that God is for you. You you may not be certain about your decisions, but you can always be certain that God is for you. And that's where we can be practical, that we know deep down inside that God is for us. So you're standing at a crossroads and you don't know what to, to do. How do you wade through all of that? How do you gain clarity? If you have your insert... On the back of your insert, there's seven questions I want you to consider. This is uh, these questions would be good for your small group this week. Maybe it's good for you. Maybe we'll have lunch with a few friends and say, "Hey, let's go over these questions and let's just talk through them." I believe this will be a practical guide that will help you take your next step spiritually and really figure out what you're supposed to do. Here's the first one: Am I open to whatever the Lord wants? Am I open? Because you see, some people come in here and they hear this message and they are not opened at all. In fact, they're they're closed off to God speaking. They're closed off to God's promise. And so the very first question is a real question. Am I open? Am I open to God prompting? Am I open to God leading me? Some of you may be here because a friend invited you. You may be here and you've never made a decision to follow Christ and you're just investigating Christianity. Let me say this. Stevens Creek's a great place for you. It's a great place. This is a great place for you to come with your doubts and all your questions. And the only thing I'm asking you is just come back next week. Because I believe if you'll come back next week and maybe the next week that you'll become open. You'll become open to... God's promptings. And if you're going to find wisdom and you're going to make good decisions, you need to be open to God's direction. Here's the second one. Have I studied this issue from every possible angle? Have I studied it? So many times people check their brain out when they get on their knees and pray. I'm telling you, God has given you a brain and He wants you to use it. That's why the Old Testament said, come, let us reason together. That's why the New Testament said, you're to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. To love God with your mind. To use the brains that He has given us. So, have you studied it? Have you made an effort to look at this situation? to know what's really going on in front of you and possibly what's going on behind the situation, that you understand it all the way around. Here's the third thing. Have I sought wise counsel? You know, the Bible says there's there's safety in the multitude of counselors. I always want to talk with somebody who's been where I want to go. Have you done that? Do you know people in your life that have, they've already arrived at the very place you want to go? Go talk to them. Figure it out. How and I do this. We have a coach that uh, works with us on a weekly basis. He lives in Cincinnati, Ohio. The funny thing is, I've never seen him face to face. I've seen him on a Zoom call. But yet he he works with us and he goes through every week we talk about what's going on in the church and how we can lead well we talk about uh, what's going on in our two businesses and how we can lead well and he gives us insight and wisdom in the process have you done that have you had a conversation with somebody to try to find some wisdom along the way here's the fourth one do the circumstances point in one particular direction In other words, don't keep living with your head in the sand. Open your eyes and look very practically at the circumstances that are unfolding around you. Are these circumstances pointing you in a certain direction? And see, some of you are frustrated because you're working against that. trust god in that it could be that those circumstances are unfolding because god wants to show his glory through those circumstances here's the fifth one is there supernatural guidance that i should consider is god prompting me to do this to have this conversation he's leading me to do this how do i know well, God, I think, prompts you from the inside. But it could be this. It could be that you come to a service like this and you hear a message and, and you have a direction and you have a scripture that is given to you and it just like hits you uh, with great force. And then you leave and you go turn on the radio and you hear a song about that. And then you uh, on Tuesday you hear another verse about that. And then you're out to uh, have lunch with a friend on Thursday. And then they randomly say this. Could it be that God is trying to get your attention? Could it be that there's some spiritual guidance that you need to consider? That you open up the Bible and say, I need to do according to this verse of Scripture. Here's the next one. Am I willing? Am I willing to take the next step, whatever it is? Am I willing to do this? And finally, am I willing to do God's will Without regard to the consequences, that I know this is God's will and I'm gonna do it even though it may be painful. Here's the deal some of you will be prompted to make decisions, and as a result of those decisions that you make, things may get worse before they get better. They may get worse. Very practically, you didn't get in this mess overnight and you are not going to get out of it overnight. It's just going to take time. I pray that maybe you have one of those supernatural inventions and it's like the uh, Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus and everything changes and that may happen, but it may not. You may feel like you're like the Apostle John who was exiled to Patmos and he was boiled in oil. Am I willing to do this regardless of the, God's will regardless of the consequences? I want to encourage you to do that. And I realize this problem or this pain may be difficult, but God never wastes a problem and God never wastes a pain but he will use this difficulty and he will bring something good out of it. And that's where we have to trust him. That God is going to bring something good and that we're going to believe that God is going to take the ashes of our lives and he is going to reform in us a new person. That we're going to rise up. God has a plan for your life. And that plan is a plan of blessing and a plan of His favor. And He wants to speak to you today. And He will speak loud enough for a willing ear to listen. So what is it that you need God to do? Some of you are at this crossroads. You're trying to figure out your life. You try to figure out that next step. Today is the day to ask God about it. Today is the day to trust Him. Today is the day to put it in His hands. Over the next few minutes, few minutes, we're going to pray about this, and we're going to ask the Lord to come. And maybe there's some of you that this is your first time at Stevens Creek, or maybe you've been here many times, and, but today is your day that you're going to say, Jesus, I am putting my life in your hands. I'm going to surrender to you. And I'm going to lead you into a prayer, a prayer that will lead you to salvation. So I just want you to be willing to take that step. Others of you during this prayer, God is going to bring some peace to you and bring clarity to you. And I believe we'll open some of those doors that have been closed. Now let's flip that coin over. It could possibly be that God may close some doors that are open because they're not for you. But you've got to be willing to receive that. Let's all stand together and pray. Father, we're so thankful for this day. We're thankful that we have sensed the presence, your presence in this room from start to finish. And Father, I pray right now that you would complete what you've started in us. To those individuals that are standing at that crossroads and they're just trying to figure out their lives. They're trying to figure it out. I pray, Lord, first of all, for their spiritual lives. And if those of you that have never been saved, I want you to pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, save me. Say, Jesus, forgive me. I want you to pray this prayer. Say, make me into the kind of person that you would have me to be. I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins. Make me new. And fathers, they pray that prayer. I ask that you do as only you can do. But I also pray, in addition to that, I pray for the scores of people who are in this room. They're just longing for clarity. They're longing for direction. They're longing uh, to embrace the purpose and the plans you have. I pray in the name of Jesus that this would be the day that their life turns. That this would be the day that those doors open and opportunity comes their way. And that they would know your call on their lives. We thank you for what you're doing and we thank you for what you're going to do. And we pray this prayer in the strong name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Thanks so much for being here today. I want to thank the Lee University Singers. Uh, for being here. You've been awesome. We really appreciate that. Next week, uh, uh, Marcus Lamb from Daystar Television Network will be here. And so um, please be here in the two more weeks, and Pastor Dave will be back. So I hope you have a great week, and I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. If you would like to help support the ministries of Stevens Creek Church,